Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hit it! Modern Democrat Party, as if we didn't need more evidence of this, out of one radical ideology... Many forms of tyranny. Stand by. The doors to the newsroom are locked and the PC police are not getting in. So sit back and relax as we unfold today's edition of the Ledger Report. And in San Diego, one anchor man was more man than the rest. His name was Graham Ledger. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. Democrats must take back the Senate. Stop tape. This is Chuck Schumer, who, among all the speakers of each of the nights of this so-called Democrat convention, which looks more like a telethon. Remember Americathon? That was a great movie. Uh, And John Ritter played the president of the United States. And it kind of reminds me of the situation that this country is in today. Only that was over petroleum. And there was basically um, a shutdown, if you will, of normal functions of life in America and of government, etc. And government was going broke and sounds a little bit like today with the government response to the pandemic. Our debt is now nearing $27 trillion. I've been warning you people. I've been warning folks for years now that we are an unsustainable path. This country is on an unsustainable path into financial oblivion and economic ruin. $27 trillion so far. But Americathon, Americathon also starred the guy uh, in Animal House. I never remember his name, Otter. Um, the, the premise of the movie was America was broke. John Ritter was the president, so they held a telethon to raise money to pay for the government. <laughs> Imagine that. We don't have to do that these days. We have the modern Democrat Party. We have Chuck Schumer. They just raise taxes. They don't have to worry about uh, any kind of telethon. But this is what the Democrat uh, convention is resembling to me. Um, One part telethon, one part the televised version of what Joseph Stalin would have always wanted out of his utopia in the Soviet Union. And Chuck Schumer, among all the speakers that we've seen at the Democrat convention, such as it is, is maybe the most honest, maybe second most honest to AOC. And we'll get to AOC in a moment. But Chuck Schumer laid it out there and said, hey, listen, it's not just Joe Biden, baby. We got to retake the Senate. And if we take retake the Senate, Look out. You know, it's amazing to me that we escaped relatively unscathed. If you look at the years in 2009 
and 2010 when Barack Obama was president of the United States. And they had control of both the House and the Senate. Yes, we got Obamacare. That's not exactly unscathed. But it could have been a hell of a lot worse. They could have done a hell of a lot more damage. We got Dodd-Frank, and that's a disaster, too. Needs to be comp- No one's talking about Dodd-Frank. And the Trump administration has undone certain facets of it. And this Consumer Protection Administration, all this stuff, massive layers of government, Barack Obama and Joe Biden were tearing a page out of FDR. Never let a good crisis go to waste. And so they put layer upon layer on the American people of more and more federal government. And so here's Chuck Schumer being honest. He's saying, hey, listen, Joe Biden's not good enough. And if you're a radical and you support the radical ideology, one radical ideology out of one many forms of tyranny, then he's right. Joe Biden and even with Mitch McConnell-controlled Senate, Mitch McConnell, well, we got some judges passed, but uh, we don't have much fidelity to the United States Constitution. It's not good enough. If you want to do more damage and impose, for example, the Green New Deal, there's no way they're going to be able to do it. I don't know if they'll even be able to do it with majorities in the House and the Senate and a Joe Biden presidency. They'll probably try and figure out a way to ram it through. And this, of course, is is the dream of the future of the radical Democrat Party, including AOC and uh, Rashida Tlaib and Elon Omar and the rest of the squad. And frankly, Nancy Pelosi, too. She doesn't care. Nancy Pelosi, Pelosi does not care about her grandchildren. If she did, she wouldn't be bankrupting this country, not only economically, but also constitutionally speaking. And so Chuck Schumer comes out and just lays it on the table to those who are watching the so-called Democrat convention, which is not a hell of a lot of people, a few million. I watched, uh, oh, probably half of the overall Democrat. It's just, it's hard to watch. Especially the when they did the nomination ceremony and, and Joe Biden and Jill Biden are holed up. They, they moved out of the basement of, of his house there or in the library of his house and they moved to a library of a school. It was so awkward when they went state by state by state and more on that in a minute too. Um, they went state by state ostensibly live you know, from Hawaii all the way to New York and Guam and uh, all the territories, the Virgin Islands. Uh, and then when Joe Biden got over the top, <laughs> they played uh, music and they had confetti. They, they played the song Celebrate Good Times. And they kind of tried, you know, whoever's directing this thing from a television perspective, they're doing a decent job trying to create, you know, some sort of excitement while also trying to create some sort of unity and cohesiveness. And they have a map of the United States and they have, you know, people pulling out different states and, and talking and then another person from another state and et cetera. So they're trying to, you know, give the perspective and the perception that there's a kind of a unified theme among the Democrat. But there isn't. They're being pulled. The Democrat Party is being pulled in, in multiple directions because that's the modern Democrat Party. It stands for nothing. It stands for all things radical and therefore can't have, by definition, a 
cohesive message. But but Joe Biden is sitting there with Joe Biden in this library and this confetti starts coming down and they're playing celebrate good times and they have like four or five people with masks on dancing <laughs> and then the director of the show cuts to uh, different people in their various Zoom or Skype camera setup and they're they're dancing to, it was the most awkward television and this is somebody who's made a living on television really was one of the most awkward moments in television history. I co-anchored with a woman for many years who, when we didn't end the newscast very well, we'd walk off off the set and she would say, thud. And I'd say, you know, at first time I said, well, what does that mean? That means, well, we kind of ended with a thud. Clunk. Didn't work for you. Well, this is two hours of clunk on Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Thursday night. They were all clunks. (laughs) Not exactly wonderful television. Now, that's not to say that the Democrat Party and this guy or gal directing this thing and producing this thing isn't trying. They're trying hard. And they've, they've got a lot of flashy graphics. And they've, they've got things figured out. And I haven't seen any huge mess-ups other than a lot of people think that Joe Biden said, uh, this is my wife, Joe Biden. Now, I, I, play, I looked at that video multiple times. I don't get hung up on stuff like that. But just to be clear... I'm not so sure whether Joe Biden said this is my wife, Jill Biden or Joe Biden. It is so close. And if you slur him at all, and if you have any form of speech impediment, which we know Joe Biden has had his entire life, and now he has um, dementia, some form, some level of dementia, sure, it didn't maybe come out clean. I don't know whether she, he said Joe or Joe Biden. It really doesn't matter to me. We know who Joe Biden is and what Joe Biden is. And Chuck Schumer and company are covering for him. They're doing the speaking for Joe Biden because Joe Biden cannot orate very well, cannot assemble and then tell the American people, assemble in his brain and then tell the American people a storyline. Joe Biden is kind of like a a, a saw, a jagged edge saw. It's up and down and up and down and it cuts. It cuts every time. You never know what he's <laughs> cut into when he opens his mouth. But Chuck Schumer, Chuck Schumer, teleprompter, right on message. Roll tape. We will stay united from Sanders and Warren to Manchin and Warner. And with our unity, we will bring bold and dramatic change. Stop tape. So Chuck Schumer again. A little bit of honesty here. Yeah, he, he wants to be bold change. Substitute the word bold for radical. Substitute the word bold for Marxist socialism. Substitute the word bold for anti-constitutional legislation. This is going to be the goal if Chuck Schumer, God forbid, becomes the majority leader in the United States Senate. It could happen. The Senate is in play. Even old Mitch McConnell. I think Mitch McConnell is going to cruise to victory in Kentucky, but I don't know that on November 4th, he is going to emerge as the majority leader in the next Senate. Now, I don't know that we're even going to have the election results on November 4th. I think this is going to be one hell of a post-election time in this country. If you think back to what happened in the year 2000 when Al Gore performed his constitutional travesty in attacking the election results and trying to force it into the third branch of government which it, where it does not belong. The third branch of government has no role whatsoever, constitutionally speaking, in the electoral process. 
So if you think it was bad when Al Gore did his damage to our constitutional republic, just wait. Just wait. Because we know Joe Biden has these attorneys in every major market. He's got six, seven hundred of them scattered across the country in certain key states, of course, swing states, probably a bunch in uh, Arizona, a bunch in Nevada, uh, a bunch in Wisconsin, a bunch in Michigan and a bunch in Florida. Just waiting, just waiting. They're, they're not chasing ambulances at this moment. They're chasing votes. And so they're going to go to court. They're going to say, well, judge, they're going to find some lawyer dressed in a black robe who's a liberal appointed by Barack Obama. They're going to say, well, judge, we have reason to believe that the ballots are going to keep coming in by mail and we need to keep counting. And the judge is going to say, fine, keep counting. How long, judge? Keep counting until every vote is counted. So we might be here in, until the spring of 2021 before we know the election results. And they joke. They don't joke. They're serious about, will Donald Trump leave office? How can he leave office if we don't know the results? And we may not know the results. Imagine how long court cases can drag out. The third branch of government has no role in our electoral process yet. It is going to play a central role. Mark my words. And Chuck Schumer and company are loving every minute of it. Because they know this is hyper-constitutional. And they know they are bastardizing the franchise. More from Chuck. Roll tape. To our country. Let me tell you some of the things we do with President Biden, Vice President Harris and a Democratic majority. We will make health care affordable for all. We'll undo the vicious inequality of income and wealth. Stop it. OK. Health care. The Democrat Party has done a fabulous job of framing health care as some sort of beyond an entitlement, but as as Bernie Sanders says in and human right. It's not. It doesn't exist in the United States Constitution, health care. It doesn't exist anywhere in the Bible, as far as, as far as I know. These are our founding documents. The Constitution was formed from many documents and, and many great thinkers of the time, but among them, the foundation for the Constitution is the Bible and the Magna Carta, among others. There's no mention of health care as a right. And so they, Democrats have, have done a marvelous job of brainwashing the American people that there's got to be some sort of government intervention in health care. And the Republican Party has done a decrepit, horrible, disgusting job at countering that argument by simply saying no. We are a constitutional republic. We are built upon the free markets. And government should have no role in health care. Government, frankly, should have no role in individual retirement. Yet we have this thing called Social Security. If government wants to have a safety net for those people who simply have no money, that's fine. But Social Security is also an attack on the liberty and the constitutional roots of this republic. And so all health care, quote, is, is another form of Social Security with the goal not to deliver health care, not to save people lives, as was phonally depicted during the Democrat National Convention. 
The goal of Obamacare and Bernie Sanders' Medicare for All is redistribution of wealth and government control. That's all it is. And the Republican Party refuses to give this message. Instead, it comes out and says, well, we'll have, a, we'll have an answer to Obamacare. Or we'll have Obamacare light. Or we'll keep certain aspects of Obamacare. No! It needs to be explained to the American people, get government out of the way, and health care costs will go down. And by the way, I think we might see a return to the relationship between doctor and patient instead of having these medical giants in between. That is the solution for driving down health care costs in this country. Competition. Allowing people, if they want to buy health insurance, to be able to have... It crossed state lines, things like this. Healthy competition is what drives down costs. What drives up costs is government and government intervention and government controls. Government involvement drives up the cost, and we're now paying the price for that. And as far as income inequality, here's another blown opportunity from the modern Republican Party. This is a very simple one. And it should be a relatively simple concept for most people. Yes, we have income inequality in this republic. We do. I fully admit it. We have income inequality. Not everybody makes the same amount of money when they're working. This is true. But this is exactly what you want in a free market society, in a capitalist society. You want income inequality. It allows us to move up in our, co- in our standard of living, right? If we didn't have income inequality, people would be stuck in jobs and stuck at an income all their life. If someone makes $30,000 a year but says, darn it, I'm going to work hard or I'm going to get an education or I'm going to learn a trade, so I can double that within a couple years and make $60,000, that's an example of income inequality. It's allowed me to move up in terms of standard of living over the years during my profession. If we had income equality, I'd still be living in a small condo in El Centro, California, USA, which was my first market on television where there are more cows than people. I love El Centro and I love the people there. I made some great friends. And I love Mexicali, which is just south of El Centro, too. i got a healthy respect for that large city south of El Centro. But the bottom line is income inequality allows millionaires also to become poor. We would have a caste system, which we don't. We would have a caste or a class system in this country if we were to fulfill what Chuck Schumer is talking about. And Schumer is emblematic of what the Democrat Party is all about. And as you watch and watched the Democrat National Convention, as painful as it is, clearly the message they're sending out is that they are the party of a country divided. Not out of many, one. It's the opposite. Out of one, many. Many forms of tyranny. If you were drop down on this planet from uh, light years away. If you were an alien, 
and you sat down in front of television for the first time and you were watching C-SPAN or whoever else was carrying the Democrat convention over the various nights and you were being told by your superiors to judge this country based on what you are watching just this two-hour block every night of the Democrat Party. In particular, one night stood out for me that sent these messages that are just stunning in terms of being an American. And, and the messages are clear to me. So if you're this alien and you're watching the Democrat convention and you're taking notes and you're trying to figure out what the United States of America is, what its ethnic background is, what its laws are based upon, how it functions, is it good, is it bad, is it evil? These are my takeaways from watching the Knights of the Democrat Convention. First of all, when they did this nominating process and they went to uh, all 50 states and the territories, um, you would take away that English is not the first language. You would take away, if you were this alien, that, well, they speak Spanish, it sounds like. Um, they speak all these dialects of Indian. Um, they speak these other languages that are maybe identifiable, maybe not so identifiable. And oh, by the way, they also speak English. <laughs> and English, the alien would say, reporting to his superiors, English is their second language. But they have these other languages that we're going to have to study more and figure out where they are derived from. But clearly, English is their second language. They would also say that blacks are in the majority and that Indians, American Indians, are in the majority and that women are clearly the majority of the population, probably three-quarters, um, of the population. Hispanics are in the majority and the gays are in the majority. These are the not-so-subliminal messages being sent by the Democrat Party as they went around the various states to deliver all these electoral votes for Joe Biden. Blacks in the majority, American Indians in the majority, Hispanics in the majority, gays in the majority. This is what the alien would be writing down. Because that's who they put front and center. The Democrat Party put front and center to represent a certain theme, I guess, of their party. So we got English as a second language, white people as the minority, clearly. You would also take away, if you were this alien, that America has a slavery problem, that America uh, has slaves. Not Nothing about the Civil War taking place 150 or so years ago. No, there has been no Civil War, according to the modern Democrat Party. If you were this alien, you would say there's a massive slavery trade going on in America. So some parts of society, not exactly clear which ones, because they never really spelled it out, but some sectors of society in America are slaves. And clearly, there are a bunch of racists in America. That's a default, right? If you have slavery going on based on 
someone's ethnicity, which is uh, basically what the the speakers were alluding to without saying exactly what was going on, then America must be a bunch of racists. So this is what the alien is writing down too. America is a bunch of racists. And that clearly there is no founding document of any kind that protects the rights of these people who are being discriminated against and who are being treated as slaves. Clearly there's no declaration of independence that says all men are created equal if you're, again, deriving your information from the modern Democrat Party and their Democrat convention. There is no declaration of independence. There is no Bill of Rights. There is no 14th Amendment equal protection under the law, equal protection under the United States Constitution. There is no Constitution. (laughs) So these would be your takeaways. That America is some sort of horrible social volcano that is kind of percolating up and that the Democrat Party is exposing this this horrible, seething volcano and that Chuck Schumer and the rest of the Democrat Party and Joe Biden are going to somehow cap this volcano from exploding and and causing more harm and causing more damage. And, oh, don't you know, the, the appearance of this Linda Sarsour, you know, this anti-American, bigot, uh, anti-Semitic, nasty human being made an appearance during one of the nights of the Democrat convention. And, of course, the Democrat Party said, oh, that's not us. Um, it is the modern Democrat Party. This Linda Sarsour, I don't know a damn thing about her. And by the way, Colin Powell, can you just go away? Can you just go away? I read your book, and I, you know, I thought you were a pretty good guy, but I'm so sick and tired of you. You and John Kasich, why don't you go form your own party affiliation, okay? Just form your own party, go do your own thing, and go have fun, but can you just leave us alone? Why... You have to keep tormenting us so the Democrats can say, oh, look, a former Bush administration official is now endorsing Joe Biden. Oh, look, a former Republican governor of Ohio is now endorsing Joe Biden. Yay. Please stop. Didn't you listen to your mommy when she told you and she told me? If you don't have anything nice to say about somebody, don't say it at all. Just shut up. But apparently they have these giant egos that force them in front of a camera, in front of a teleprompter to read something that the Democrat National Committee wrote for them. But I'll tell you one thing that was not scripted by the Democrat National Committee. It was approved by the National Democrat Committee, but it was not scripted by the DNC. It was AOC. Roll tape. A movement striving to recognize and repair the wounds of racial injustice, colonization, misogyny, and homophobia. Stop it. Okay. So, again, you're that alien, and you hear this woman come on and talk about misogyny. Now, misogyny in this pea brain's mind exists because one of our founders was George Washington and Alexander Hamilton, and James Madison, 
and Benjamin Franklin. So that's misogynistic to this pea brain. Even Abraham Lincoln probably is misogynistic to this nutcase here. Anything before her gets trashed. But this is what Marxist socialists do, right? They try and destroy our history. And that's effectively what the Democrat Party is doing. Not necessarily through AOC, but by sending these messages out to this alien who now thinks that America is bigoted, bunch of racists, it's uh, populated by um, a few whites, not many, and they're stupid, they need to be marginalized, it's an unfair country, and by the way, English is a second language. So this alien now thinks, after listening to AOC, that these white people who formed this country were a bunch of misogynists. They're bad, bad human beings. And colonization. Colonization. I, I feel like going up to Aok and, and, and saying to her, uh, what did they call America at its founding? We were the colonies. This is what human beings do. They move. They're on the move. They grow. And, you know, the world is pretty well populated as is now. I don't know that we can grow anywhere but up into, uh, into space. So as far as colonizing other parts of the world now, it's, it's pretty well over, right? Unless you want to start a war. You know, if we want to suddenly have a colony in Panama... I suppose the Panamanians wouldn't like it very much, and we might have a war going on there. But she's talking about, again, rewriting history, right? That's all this is. Same thing. Same nutcase, but it's very, very devious. Because remember, AOC and this Linda Sarsour, as much as they want to distance themselves, they're telling the truth. They are the future of the modern Democrat Party. And so when AOC goes there and, and speaks on behalf of Bernie Sanders, by the way, which was another awkward moment during the Democrat National Convention, they were still kind of, I don't know, maybe they were trying to create a little bit of drama here by, by going through the motions of also nominating Bernie Sanders. But we know that Joe Biden has now co-opted the Bernie Sanders agenda. And so what's the reason for the AOC appearance, as short as it was, a couple minutes? The reason is not just to placate her, but it's to lay a foundation for the next stages of the modern Democrat Party. And that is building upon this out of one many, out of one radical ideology, many forms of tyranny. And AOC is pedal to metal in terms of trying to dismantle this constitutional republic out of one Many And so how do they achieve this? How does the AOX and the Bernie Sanders and the Chuck Schumers achieve this? Well, it's through electoral chaos. And we have more and more headlines about voter fraud. And I'm just warning you, fasten your seatbelts, because the election is not going to end on November 3rd. This went out of Breitbart. Voter fraud. Man arrested in Los Angeles for voting three times as his dead mother. Now remember, L.A., uh, was sued by uh, Judicial Watch, among other entities, to remove as many as one and a half million registered voters who were not. In other words, they're dead. 
They moved out of the state. They're no good. Yet they're still on the voter rolls. One and a half million in Los Angeles in a county of 10 million, that's a significant number. That can swing any election. And so slowly, ostensibly, they have been removing. Los Angeles has been removing names, but obviously not fast enough because this guy is voting early and often. He should be voting in Chicago. Judicial Watch, by the way, noted that uh, of the population of L.A., 112% of the population of L.A. is registered to vote. Let me repeat that. 112% of the population of Los Angeles is registered to vote. That's how they achieve their nefarious goal. This is how Schumer and company achieve their goal. And the Trump administration is trying to work along with entities like Judicial Watch to clean things up. It's now filing a lawsuit against the governor of New Jersey over his plan to have all mail-in ballots all the time. And don't believe this nonsense out there, these attacks on the United States Postal Service that the Trump administration is trying to fix the election. Don't believe these nonsensical reports that say mailboxes are being stolen. It's a lie. In fact, mailboxes were removed at a torrid clip during the Obama administration. They get rid of mailboxes when they have fewer than 25 letters per day. And they move them to another area. It's not like they're blowing up mailboxes <laughs> to try and suppress the vote. That's not what's going on here. But we have many, many examples of electoral f- fraud happening through the mail. Um, Zero Hedge has a great piece on this. Uh, it's got examples out of Indiana. Hundreds of ballot applications were sent to the Democrat box with the Democrat box already checked. Now think about that. Hundreds of ballots sent with the Democrat candidate box or or registration, voter registration, already checked. Fulton County, Georgia, Washington, D.C., ballots, poof, they're just missing. Clark County, Nevada, Democrats sent out 1.3 million ballots and nearly as many were under undeliverable and returned. And only a fraction of them are returned. So what happened to those other ballots? <laughs> well, they're just floating out there at a Vegas casino right now, ending up on a craps table. Maybe it'll be used as a marker. Somebody will look at it and then fill it out and put it in the mail. It's chaos. It's already laying the foundation for electoral chaos. So this is part and parcel to the war that we are fighting for the very heart and soul of this nation. And so the choice is pretty clear. And that alien got a really good taste of what the choice is, at least from the Democrat side. It painted a horrible picture of America. America as a racist nation. America as an unfair nation. America as a bankrupt, morally, constitutionally, economically nation. This is the message that they sent. And it is up to us to decide whether we want to reject or accept their notion of America. Just like the NBA. This is, we still have choice in this department, in this country, at least from now. We have a choice to watch the NBA and their racist, bigoted behavior 
These Black Lives Matter hats and shirts and on the court. I don't know what they're thinking, by the way. I was walking by a restaurant and uh, they had the, an NBA game on there. And it's in that bubble in Orlando. So I think they're all playing on the same court. And the court looks like it was lit by high school students. No offense to high school students, but it didn't look professionally lit. It was very strange that they would play all the games on a court like this. But then, of course, as the camera moves from left to right, bam, there it is. Black lives matter. So it's our choice, right? Do we want to watch that? Do we want to give the NBA what they want, which is millions and millions of eyeballs watching their game, or do we want to reject it? We have that choice in this country. We also have this choice to decide whether we want to buy Goodyear tires. Goodyear tires, you ask? Well... Apparently, um, I'm looking at a screenshot of what is being labeled as zero tolerance. And the president weighed in on this. He's calling for a boycott of Goodyear tires. Uh, This is from, uh, I guess, an internal memo of folks uh, at Goodyear. Zero tolerance, it says. This is the header. And on one side, it has what is acceptable and on the other column, it has what is unacceptable. So here's what is acceptable according to uh, Goodyear, if this is accurate. And again, I have no verification that it is, but then again, I have no uh, reason to doubt it because in the upper right-hand corner of this picture, it says one team, um, and it's got the Goodyear logo on it. So it looks like an internal memo to me. So what's acceptable is Black Lives Matter, uh, lesbian, gay, bisexual, transsexual. That's all acceptable. That's all it is on the acceptable side. <laughs> and there's only two uh, items. On the unacceptable side, blue lives matter, all lives matter, and MAGA. So it's okay to have a black lives matter hat, but God forbid a good year, apparently... According to this report, this is out of Breitbart, God forbid you have a Blue Lives Matter, you support the police, or God forbid you have a MAGA hat. Imagine that. God forbid you have a MAGA hat in supporting the President of the United States. So this is the decision that we have in this electoral cycle. It is a war for the very soul of this republic. E pluribus unum? Or is it going to be the opposite? And by the way, the ledger register is getting a lot of action. It's a very simple question. Will Joe Biden debate President Trump? And you can go to GrahamLedger.com to answer this question. Or you can go to the ZipApp.com, enter ledger in the quick code box. The ZipApp.com, will Joe Biden debate President Trump? It's a legitimate question. And we simply do not know the answer right now, even though there are three debates scheduled. Um, e pluribus unum. Out of many, one. Unfortunately, what the modern Democrat Party is offering Americans right now is exactly the opposite. They are offering, out of one radical ideology, many forms of tyranny. This edition of the Ledger Report is on its way. The Archives Library of Congress. Thank you for listening. I'm Graham Ledger. And remember, even when I'm wrong... I'm right.
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion.